Hello to everybody who loves a good apricot. It's beautiful anonymous. One hour, one phone call. No names, no holds barred. I'd rather go one-on-one. I think it'll be more fun. And I'll get to know you and you'll get to know me. Hi everybody, Chris Gethard here. Welcome to another episode of Beautiful Anonymous. Let me give a quick thanks to everybody who's been buying tickets to my shows over at chrisgeth.com. We sold out Binghamton, sold out two shows in Worcester, Mass. The ones coming up that uh, aren't selling out, Lancaster, Pennsylvania, Austin, Texas. Would love to see people after this past year and a half. Would just love to see some beautiful anonymous fans, the nicest people in the entertainment industry every every comedian who's ever come on the road with me is like your fans are so nice i'm like i know i'm the luckiest person in the world chrisgeth.com for tickets hey the trucking episode odd duck trucker it, it was one of my favorites I, I just felt like i clicked a few people left comments and said that the uh, podcast that the trucker was referring to the caller was over the road from our friends at radiotopia i like a lot of shows on radiotopia cool people check out over the road and uh, Aaron was one of the people who left those comments. And just so you know, caller last week, Aaron also said, I'm also a truck driver in a different segment in the industry. This was super cool to listen to. We non-right-wing truck drivers may not be as many, but you're definitely not alone out here. But that was a cool message to pass on to you. Today's call is a good one. It's a love story. Who doesn't love a love story? It's uh, all about dating. But guess what? I feel good about putting this one out right now because we're at the tail end of this stretch of history with COVID and we're taking our masks off and I'm knocking on wood. I'm not jinxing that, that this is the tail end, but it's starting to feel normal again. We're headed in the right direction. feels like we can put this one out now. This one's called Dating During COVID. And guess what? It's about falling in love during this quarantine. How's that for a story we want to hear? Not the sensational stuff, the clickbaity stuff, the stuff that gets us mad. Falling in love. During this strange stretch, the caller talks about what it was like to have somebody join the quarantine. So, uh, some really good thoughts that I think a lot of people are going to get a lot out of about body image stuff, being bigger, being a big guy, falling in love uh, along the way, thinking about all that stuff, body positivity. It was a really good call with a really thoughtful caller, and I hope you enjoy it. Thank you for calling Beautiful Anonymous. A beeping noise will indicate when you are on the show with the host. Hello. Hello? Hi. Chris. Oh, my God. What's up, bro? What's up, man? Not much. How are you doing? Uh, I'm good. I tell you I'm good, but then I, I, I will say that I hear that I sound tired right now, and that's, that's just raising a two-year-old stuff. So I'm with it. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm with it. Yeah. No, I get that. I, I've never been there, but I could uh, definitely imagine. <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. It is what it is. So, yeah, a little tired, but all so for good, happy reasons. Yeah, yeah. And I'll yeah. tell you something. I got this new house, and I, I kind of obsess over the lawn. I'm really, really into lawn care now, genuinely. And the, It's funny, all right? Like the things that like you find uh, out you're into as a homeowner that you didn't know before. Like yeah. <laughs> I'm gardening. Like I never thought I'd be doing that in my thirties. I love it. I love it though. 
<laughs> and but first I want to tell you two two things. One, whenever it rains, my the bottom of my lawn ends on the little hill and I can look out the window right now and see that it pools and gets all swampy and it makes me furious. It makes me absolutely furious to see that my house is the one where there's all this gross pooling water. And then two, when it comes to gardening, I wonder if you find this, because I find this with my lawn stuff. It's really nice uh-huh. to go, I plant something. I research what date makes it a good temperature to do this. I do it. Yeah. I follow the instructions on how to water this, what kind of food this likes. And then it grows and I get to see that. And there's something very small yeah. and beautiful about that. I mean, definitely. Like you, you put it very well. Like, I mean, I, I have actually like, I got a little bit of a late start ordering seeds this year. Um, I kind of had some lessons I learned last year, but for some reason a whole year goes by and you forget them. Uh, but I've got them uh, going right now in a little bedroom because we saw our last frost here where I'm at is in like, I guess, mid-April. So I've got mm-hmm. some time, but I, I keep looking at them every time. You know, I've been working from home for a year. So every time I go by to the bathroom, I can see them sitting on the shelf on a little light. And each day they grow a little bit more. There's something beautiful, beautiful there for sure. We just this week had yeah. um, the owner of this house had put all this like, 20 foot bamboo to separate it from the yard of the neighbor behind us. And we were like, man, why should you do that? Bamboo is like notoriously hard to maintain and can get out of control. I'm like, this stuff's going to run over our neighbor's yard. Turns out (laughs) the neighborhood rumor we hear is that the house behind us, it also sold right around the time ours did. And apparently there was a feud between the two former owners because the lady who used to live in the house behind us used to sunbathe nude. And our owner was begging her to stop and was so mad about it. And she wouldn't. So sort of as revenge, she's (laughs) like, well, I'm going to put up a really crazy looking invasive species then. And she got in, I guess, all kinds of trouble with the town because you're not supposed to do this, I guess. Yeah. It's and it's probably blocking like all the woman's sons that she can't sunbathe anymore. You know, I think so it it was tall enough that I think there were major parts of her yard that no longer got sun. It was like <laughs> like we've heard that it was a knockdown, drag out neighborhood issue. That's funny. I actually like it's funny you're mentioning this because like I'm sitting in my car. Uh, I have a roommate, and uh, you know I wanted a little bit of privacy while I talked to you, so I went out in my car and I'm looking into my backyard and I'm seeing my neighbors. Um, I've been living in this house for like five years. I bought it like in 24, actually I guess it's in six years time flies. huh? Um, but we wow. planted some trees just because of a similar situation. Like it wasn't so much that they're, you know, sunbathing nude, but it was like, I'd like to have a little bit of privacy. And I, each year, like you kind of, you talked about with the plants growing, I see these trees grow a little bit each year and I see less and less of the neighbor's yard behind us. I- <laughs> I've been thinking because we immediately, we plowed all this stuff and we really like our neighbors and they have kids too. And their kids are really nice to my kid. So that's beautiful. Yeah. But but we all, all four of the parents have been like, we can't just stare direct. Like if we're eating out in the, you know, if we're like cooking food on the grill and then eating outside, we can't just have, yeah. we can't all be staring at each other. So I'm, I'm now I'm starting to get really excited about, I've been growing this grass. Can I grow trees 
Is a tree a thing I can grow? So I'm getting excited about this possibility. That's awesome. Yeah, we've. I, when I was little, I, I mean, I feel like we're just talking about yard work at this point, but it seems like working, <laughs> you know. But like when I was little in Florida, I remember, uh, I remember planting uh, trees with my mom when I was like probably like five or six. And every time, you know, I haven't lived in you know the area I grew up in, and you know, fifteen years now. Uh, and every time I go back to visit. I'll drive down and I'll go by the old house I grew up in and I'll look at the trees and I'll be like, I planted that tree and I'll see it. And, um, it's just wild to see how massive they are. And I have like pictures of them planting them in the ground with my mom one Saturday back in God knows what year. (laughs) Yeah. What a beautiful thing. But as you said, we're just talking about yard work and I am glad we talked about it. I'm glad to hear that you also are interested in it. Um, but that being said, <laughs> as you mentioned, I, I I assume this is not what you wanted to talk about the whole time. So, um, no, no, no. I mean, it's great. I, I've been wanting to get through and talk to you for so long, and I've thought about so many different things I could talk about. But you know, it's funny. It's like, you know, when you actually get through, you know, the point in your life that you're currently in is, you know, all you can think about. You know, um, for me at least, I'm sure other people have different scenarios. Uh, but, um, yeah, I mean, I, I think, I feel like I'm in a really good place, you know? Um, and, uh, I've through this, I've been working from home. Like yesterday was actually like the year anniversary of working from home. And we don't have to get into too many de- much details about why I was working from home, but I was really, uh, um, lucky that I had employers that were able to make that work and, um, you know, keep a job, um, and then, you know, it gave, it gave me some time good, good. to like, uh, you know, it was funny one night I was just on my phone before going to bed as you do. And, uh, I had gotten dating apps years ago and, um, you know, I hadn't, I hadn't really no luck. Like I, I really require like a really strong emotional bond with someone. I've never been like a, a serial dater or anything. I, I generally wait to form a connection with somebody. I think there's a word for it. You had a guest on years ago that talked about it and I, I don't remember the word, but um, it takes me a while to let my guard down. And uh, I think it has to do with a little bit of insecurities, but it's kind of interesting that this like time, uh, you know, that we've been going through has given me time to be by myself. And I think people are more like, um, apt to talk more on dating apps and not like jump right to meeting people. And it was funny one night I was going through my apps and I was like, I don't need these dating apps anymore. They haven't been working. And I was just kind of clearing out my inbox. I hadn't been in them in months. Um, and, uh, I came across, uh, somebody that had wanted to match with me. And I, I was like, I had pretty much swiped, you know, whatever it is, the left everybody else. And I was like, this person, I was like, ah, we'll see what happens. But it had been months since they tried to connect. I was like, they're never going to write me back. And instantly at midnight that night, they wrote me back. And, um, you know, we started talking and it was kind of wild that I was just like clearing my inbox. And so I didn't have to see that little red dot on my phone. And then I'm talking to this person. And then I have to think like, what is this going to be like? <laughs> like, is this, is this going to the time to do this where, you know, sheltering in place or whatever? And um, you know, we took our time and it was about a month and a half before we met, we talked and talked and talked and we felt comfortable and, um, yeah. So now six months later, you know, we're in this like 
deep relationship. I'm actually like today is the day I'm like getting ready to, to go on a drive, to go down to Florida, um, to, to meet their mom or her mom. And, um, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's weird that it's just like happened in this time period and, uh, it feels really good. And, uh, you know, I'm in my mid thirties, so it's wild, you know? I love it. I love that. It's what an exciting thing. What an exciting thing. And, um, I have to tell you too, first of all, for you to say like, I'm, I love, I love gardening and working there with my hands and I really prioritize emotional connection. So I take it slow with romantic relationships. I bet there's a lot of people listening going, Oh, what a dream. What a dream. It's the person (laughs) who I've been looking for. So you've been, you've been snapped up. Yeah. But it's like a blessing and a curse though. Cause then I just don't put myself out there very much to allow myself to form many emotional connections with people. So, you know, there you go. I think that's why people like that may be considered rare because they're not willing to, you know, let their guard down for just any, everybody, you know, and really I probably should be more open to that, but I say that, but I'm not exactly an introvert. Most people, you know, meet me and they, they think I'm extra, um, extroverted. <laughs> um, but just as far as, like you said, like a, a relationship on an emotional level, it does take me a while to to form those bonds for sure. Well, you know what I think too. You said you said two words in there that kind of jump out to me. You're like, I probably should be this, and I feel like we all spend so much of our lives, and I get why, right? It starts during adolescence where you go, oh, man, I wish I was more of this. I wish I was that. I should be this. I should be that. And then you hit. Your mid thirties, which you said you're in your mid thirties, and I, my friend, I have a friend yeah. named Will Hines. I, I, I've done comedy with him for years, and I remember him once saying to me, I, "I forget what age he hit, but all of a sudden he was like out there dating more and like really just being so loose." And I remember saying, "Like, Will, this, what's this shift all about?" And he goes, "Well, I've hit an age where I've realized anything I could have changed about myself, I've already done it." And I am what I, uh, this is mm-hmm. me. Like, this is me. I'm yeah. who I am. I can't change anything else. And I really feel like one of the one of the goals that I'm going to encourage in my son, for example, is like, get to that point as quickly as you can, where you just go, Yeah, I, this is what I got. I got flaws out yeah. the wazoo. Here's who I am. So yeah, I think we, we were actually talking about that this past weekend. Um, we were hanging out with uh, some friends and uh, we got to talking about, you know, how we met with them. Um, and, uh, you know, our first date specifically was in person, which is actually the only time we've ever eaten in public <laughs> since all this, because most of it's just been driving around and spending the weekends together and whatnot. Um, but we were talking about it and it was funny because that first date, you know, we both kind of just were like, kind of cutting right to the chase it was just like okay this is something that is a thing for me and I feel like you just get more comfortable like expressing that and knowing that hey this like you I don't know if it's so much you see red flags more but you're willing to let people know hey this is like things I'm looking for and uh yeah it'd be awesome if you could get right to that faster right like just to just like sorry I was gonna say cuss word and then I was going to say sorry Sally and (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is funny you know you finally get to that point where you can just be like okay this checks my boxes off and I'm all in you know so yeah it's a good time 
it's a weird time, you know, to have it in, but I'm, I'm happy looking forward, you know, as things are, you know, we both have got, we're lucky enough to have gotten vaccinated at this point. So not like we're going out and partying or anything like that, but, you know, I feel like it's safe to, to take a, take a trip and still not go in public places. You know, we're luckily being able to stay with her mom and her mom's been vaccinated. So I don't know. I, I, mm-hmm. I feel like I keep talking about this, but it's such a major, I know it's like kind of a thing people probably are sick of hearing about, but it's just like, such a major part of how this relationship develops. You know, it's like, I'm trying to be safe. My employer is nice enough to let me work from home. And I'm just like, trying to just be super safe about things, I guess is really all I can say. Well, let me ask you this, because I have to imagine doing the math in my head, I don't think it's possible that you were both vaccinated when you met, right? Six months ago, you Mm-mm. said? So I do no, want to so ask. had to take a risk. Yeah, I want to, I got to say, I want to hear about this because you can't ask humans not to date and you're very into emotional yeah. connection. I certainly have some friends who are not and they're upfront about that on their dating apps, finding other people on the same page. How, yeah. how do you go on those early dates. How does one get physical in the time of COVID pre-vaccination? I, I, have to I ask. think it's like, I think it's about like, it's like a big screening test, right? Like, you know, we started out talking through text messages or the app, I guess. And then we moved to text messages pretty quickly. And, and then at some point it was just kind of like, I think we had both been in these situations where maybe in the past in a non-quarantine time, you know, you have that back and forth and it gets to the point where it's like, okay, we need to, you know, shit or get off the pot. Like, we need, that's a terrible thing to say then, but like, you need to pull the trigger more or less or else this is just going to end up being us talking forever, you know, in this app and nothing's going to happen. So, you know, obviously with it being uh, a quarantine and like lockdowns and stuff like that, um, we had to pace it even more so and i think that ultimately let us get to like lay like a lot better root structure down where we got to know each other a lot deeper in the early days of talking because it was just like that was our only option was to talk um and she works she was able her employer was able to let her work from home as well so i mean i knew you know through talking to her a lot that she wasn't around anybody she uh, she was playing it just as safe as i was um the other thing I should mention is like, she's also like an hour away in like a bigger city. <laughs> so mm-hmm. like that played into it as well for me. Um, uh, but you know, we talked back and forth and then at some point we moved to the phone call and then um, we ended up having like a bunch of just phone dates where it was just talking on the phone for hours. And then, you know, when you talk with somebody for so long, it's like, I really feel like, you know, and it's just talking, you know, like with you're, you're talking about, and, and the wild part, Christopher, I have to tell you this, I'm sorry, I'm diverting a little bit, but I feel like I won't remember it. Like I was in like a student ambassador program <laughs> when I was like little, um, well, not little, like 14. Um, and she was in the same program and there's a chance that we were both in Australia at the same time. Wow. Um, like, yeah, which is wild. I mean, we wouldn't have been like near each other, but it's like we were just finding out all these things about each other. You like dig deep in conversations and like, and then, you know, you get to the point where, again, you got to pull another trigger and you're like, okay, well, we have to meet. Um, and we met outside at uh, a place of like a brewery in 
her city that had a big outdoor patio. And it was in the middle of summer when I know there was never really a safe time, but it seemed like there was like yeah. some sort of normalcy. I remember um, that, yes. Like y- you still had to wear your masks and everything like that. And, you know, but we sat outside and we ended up sitting there for like three or four hours. And, um, you know, then, you know, that was that visit and I went home and then the next time we were, you drove together in the car together. And it's at some point you just got to be like, okay, this is a person I've just like brought into my quarantine, you know, like I have a group of people that I know are taking it as serious as I am. And like, and then that's pretty much how it happens from there, you know, like at least in my experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'd, like I said, that was the only time we ever ate in public, you know, for the most part, we drive around and pick up food and go back to her place or she's in town where I am. We'll drive around and pick up food and go to my place. So, I mean, we're still playing it very safe. Um, and now, you know, like I've just got my second shot, um, about two weeks ago today. So good, good. And she had gotten hers a little bit before me. So not so much from the clear, you know, we're still people who are playing it really safe. So, I mean, we're not, we're not partying when we're down in Florida. We're more or less picking up food and cooking at home. You know, it's just a different location and getting to meet her mom. So now I have, I have a joke and then a question. The joke is that yeah, of course, I bet there are people who their version of your story you just laid out is them going, Oh my God, it was so romantic. We swept each other off our feet and, we were feeling all this desire and lust. So we went and got eight inch long Q-tips jabbed up our nasal cavity, waited for our rapid <laughs> test results and made passionate love. That's story. That's a story someone has yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, no, no, for sure. Like, I mean, uh, that's something, I mean, I did take a COVID test before, you know, like, yeah. Um, so yeah, that is part of the, that is part of it. Yeah, for sure. Now here's a question. <laughs> You've described yeah. yourself as someone who needs a really strong emotional connection. You've, you've mentioned, and I remember, I remember I, I'm, I'm blanking on the name as well, but you said someone even described it and put a label on, on it in the show. And you said, oh, I think that kind of sounds like the way I operate too. Um, so this is a part yeah. of you. This is like a, a part of how you express yourself romantically is this need for a romantic connection that, makes you take things sort of slow and thoughtfully. And there's times where I'm sure that's very much appreciated. I have to imagine there's times in the past where that's caused some restlessness or maybe some relationships didn't work because of that. Now, Now you're describing COVID and you have to do more phone dates. You have to take a little bit more time getting to those next steps. Mm -hmm. I wonder if you feel like COVID may have actually helped you get into this relationship because everyone has to work at the pace that you prefer working at right now. We're going to go ahead, take our first ad break. I bet there's stories like that from all over. Relationships, work, all kinds of stuff where you go, I hate to say it, but COVID's actually teaching me a lot. Maybe there's some positives. Who knows? Weird thing to think about. Anyway, we'll be right back. All right, everybody, thank you to our advertisers. Now let's get back into the phone call. COVID may have actually helped you get into this relationship because everyone has to work at the pace that you prefer working at right now. 
exactly. I mean, and I feel like, um, I feel like that's exactly it. I mean, that's, that's kind of been my takeaway from it. Um, and, uh, I'm glad that it is this person I've found because she's great. Um, and, um, I think she, you know, like I joked about when you said you're in your thirties and you know what you're looking for, she definitely checks all the boxes. Um, and, uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see, you know, as things start opening up, you know, we both have talked about how we love traveling and, you know, once that becomes more of a reality where it's easier to do, um, looking forward to that. But, you know, like you said, yeah, that's, that's exactly it. It's just like, um, it's allowed me to enter a relationship kind of on my terms without like feeling any kind of pressure or anything like that. Um, and you know, like I, it wasn't something that I ever even had to explain to her because, you know, it just naturally was happening that way. Um, but one night I did explain it to her and, you know, cause I, I even felt like when we first were seeing each other, I didn't still feel, you know, ready. And she was great. She understood it completely and she was able to work with it. And, you know, we ended up just talking more and laughing and it was, it was perfect. Super cool. My wife and I actually have our version of that, that I've always felt bad about. Yeah. Um, we, we'd been dating for like maybe a month and we'd known each other Mm -hmm. for years because we'd worked on my old TV show together. And she was like, had her act together way more than I did. And was certainly a little concerned that I was like a notoriously unstable guy and needed to get my act together. So (laughs) we'd been dating for like a month and it was going great. It was was like really exciting and felt good. And then hurricane Sandy comes along and I'm living in a, a basement apartment. I live in the basement. My friend Phil lives um, upstairs. Like I had the little basement space. We both had our own space, our own bathroom. Mm-hmm. Only thing we shared was the kitchen. Kind of a miracle to find in Brooklyn. His name's Phil Jackson, not the basketball <laughs> coach. The basketball coach was not my roommate. Um, so Phil and I are like, all right, are we going to flee? We're right near the flood zone. Like not in it, but the other end of our block is. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to chill out here. I'm like, all right, cool. I'll go get some food, supermarket, get some supplies. I come back, he's in a panic, throwing clothes into his suitcases. He's like, I'm out, I'm out of here. He went and stayed with a friend in Manhattan who actually lived in a building that lost power and like water for days. So he he oh, no. he bet on the wrong horse on that one. But I call Hallie, I'm like, Phil's bailing. I'm gonna be here alone in this basement. She's like, I, I don't know. You wanna just come over here for a few days? So I went over at her place. <laughs> And we stayed together for like three or four straight days, which was way beyond where our relationship would have been. And it was just magical. And then we got engaged nine months into our relationship. And that was part of it. And I've always felt bad. Like, man, like there are people whose whole houses got destroyed. People whose businesses got like blown away in the wind. I remember footage in Jersey of like the boardwalk being literally blown into the ocean, like an entire, like, like rides and business. And then I'm sitting here going, ah, actually Hurricane Sandy was like this magical, positive thing in my life. I feel horrible about that, but what can I I do? That is, that is, I mean, that is wild when that happens. I mean, 
I, that's funny. I forgot this. Um, uh, shoot. Uh, I, um, my, my dad's side of the family is from Jersey. So I spent quite a few, I used to actually spend like time in, uh, Jersey in the summers. Um, actually, uh, Keensburg. Are you familiar uh, with Keensburg? Yeah. Shame. That's like, uh, how would I describe it? It's kind of, it's the Jersey shore and maybe kind of known as like one of the more like rough and tumble areas of the Jersey shore, I'd say. Yeah, I could see that. I I never really spent like terribly too much time there. You know, my dad, it's a tiny little town. It's like one square mile or something like that. But, um, my, like, uh, my, I had family that worked at the boardwalk there and, um, yeah, I remember when Sandy hit, they were one of the ones that like lost a lot of, uh, lost a lot of equipment and stuff and were shut down for a while. But I always loved that area. I have fond memories of growing up and just walking the boardwalk and, uh, you know, I mean, it was only over the summer. Yeah. Yeah. Go down to seaside Heights or whatever. And actually I think like when I got, you signed a copy of my book, like when you did that book signing online and, uh, I asked you what your favorite, uh, uh, boardwalk was, and you said, I think it was Asbury Park, right? Oh, yeah, Asbury Park's the best. You want to run into me? You're in New Jersey, you come hang out in Asbury Park, you'll eventually run into me during the summer. <laughs> and when I remember going through there, like my dad would take me through there when I was really young, and it was, uh, it was kind of like a ghost town, but I've heard they've completely like revitalized oh, it. It was, awesome, it so. was actually, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to hear you saw that because we can speak to it. It's become like a very hit place like a restaurant hub it was always a music hub but that's even bigger now and like but you saw it this was a town like there were i believe there were like riots in the 70s or 60s maybe when when you know when that was something that was a real problem in american Mm -hmm. cities and then there was a lot of corruption in the rebuild so you'd be walking around the jersey shore on the ocean and there's like half-built buildings and yeah. Big, big giant empty lots. Like you said, ghost town. The only thing open on that boardwalk for years was a, an old Howard Johnson's restaurant and nothing else. Yeah. Think? It was wild Hojo's, to walk down yeah. that boardwalk. Yeah. Hojo's <laughs> baby. <laughs> so yeah. Meeting mom road trip to Florida. This sounds to me. Yeah. This sounds pretty serious for six months in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is. And I mean, not only meeting mom, spending a week with mom, you know, like, uh, yeah. I think it'll be good. I, I mean, I'm from, I'm from Florida originally and, you know, we've been able to, I've met her mom via FaceTime a couple of times and she seems great. So, I mean, I don't think there's going to be, there's, I don't, I don't really have any concerns about it. Um, the main thing is, you know, just getting down there and, um, I'm from Florida originally and actually like have a, my parents still have, there's like a house that's in the family. That's only like a 45 minute drive from where her mom lives. So, you know, I might give them some time to just spend together and take a little drive and hang out at the family house for a little bit just to get away and, you know, recharge or who knows, I might just stay with them the whole time. You never know. Um, but, uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's good. I think, um, you know, she got to meet my mom and dad, like right before, uh, on Thanksgiving, uh, which was pretty early, but it was like one of those things where my parents, um, I have a grandmother that lives up North 
by herself and my parents go up and spend time with her in the winter. So, you know, um, uh, it was like, if you, if she didn't meet my parents then, then it would have been months. And my mom, you know, was really excited to, to meet her. And she just kept being like, so do we're going to see, you know, insert person's name, <laughs> you know? And, uh, um, and, uh, finally I had to be like, okay, it's, she's comfortable with it. We'll do it on Thanksgiving. So, um, so she was able to meet my parents pretty early relatively. Um, but yeah, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, I think it'll be good. Now you're someone who likes to move very slow in establishing a relationship. This feels like it's moving fast (laughs) once you're in it. Is this because you make certain that you feel good about it? Like you hit the nail on the head, man. Um, and sometimes to a fault, like I feel like my previous relationships have just ended because it took me so long to, to get the groundwork that when I did feel comfortable, it was just like pedal to the metal and then the, the wheels fell off. Um, and right. like, and that, that's what I think is another good part about this is that like, you know, um, I can't sabotage myself because she lives like an hour away. You know, so like, mm-hmm. ultimately, yes, we're going to have to cross that bridge. And, and we're, and we're already talking about that this past weekend, you know, we we're talking about, you know, future plans and how we could possibly make that work. Um, What's easier. that mean? Moving in together already? <laughs> you know, like you just, M- moving in. Uh, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't think we're moving in, but I mean, that's what I learned in my previous relationships. Is Share like, the bank in. accounts. Share the bank accounts. So, Merge uh, the bank accounts. Chris, Get on each break, other's insurance. Get on each other's insurance. <laughs> Come on, man. Don't speed me up here. Okay. Taking it, we're taking it slow. But, you know, it's just like you have to, uh, you have to kind of talk about it. Um, and, you know, I think it was getting to a point where, uh, you know, we just want to like know, hey, we're both in this. Like, this isn't just like we're having fun and this is like we're both in this. Like, this is both something that we can see growing into something more. Um, and you know, it's like talking about, you know, I was joking with her because, you know, I stayed there Saturday night this past weekend and, uh, I woke up in the morning and she was still asleep and this is never something I've done. And it's going to sound so sappy, but like, I'm sitting there thinking like, she always talks about how many family and friends she has. I I don't have as many. And I was like sitting and thinking in my head, how many people I would have to invite to a wedding compared to hers. And I'm like, what are you doing? Why are you thinking about this in the morning on Saturday? But I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a good sign. So I just take it for that and allow myself to keep uh, moving whatever direction we feel we need to. I'm glad to hear it. You sound very confident and very happy about it. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. It's good. I I also have no friends, so we're on the same page on that. <laughs> Are you from- I mean, I have friends. It's just when she talks about it, it's like so many people. I'm with you. I wonder if you're finding, and some of this is that I'm a workaholic historically, so many of my friends yeah. have been rooted in work, and then when the jobs go away, as they do in my industry... I don't hear from people anymore. And I go, wait, they were my friends. And then you go, oh, wait, that was it's, its own work friends or work friends. Are you finding that COVID's making you re-examine all your friendships and going like, I have, I never hear from this person. And I thought we were like inner circle. 
I'm having that left yeah. and right where I'm going, oh, I'm I'm way lonelier than I thought. I had no idea. The, I wasn't ever <laughs> going to hear from that person. Like I text them and they don't answer. Yeah. Like, whoa. Whoa. It is funny. I work for a, like a small business and, you know, we've, we've been kind of friends for a while. So I am like good friends with the people I work with in that way. But yeah, for the most part, there's even some of those people that I'm just kind of like, you don't seem to be taking this very serious. <laughs> like, and yeah. I'm, so, I mean, I think it might be more on my end um, of just kind of like uh, limiting contact, which is like weird that we're in a time where we have to even think about that kind of stuff. But um, uh, yeah, it is funny, man. Like you think about like how many friends you actually, <laughs> actually see on a day-to-day basis. Um, but yeah, I was actually, I was thinking about, you were talking about industry stuff and workaholic and I've actually, not to give you a plug, but also to give you a plug. I've been listening to um, Lose Well in the car on my drives. I've been driving a lot more, you know, going back and forth. Oh, and thank you. Listening to Lose Well. So that's been a huge inspiration lately and uh, motivating me to start taking some risks uh, I tell in my you professional what, life as well. So I tell you what, I'll be totally honest with you. I was writing that yeah. book and there was a time limit on it and some pressure and I should have drawn some lines and pushed back against that. And there's some of it I really love, but, and some of it where I'm like, ah, I wish I had more time to like reshape that. I can see other ways I could have presented that. Uh, still proud of it, but I think the audiobook is better than the book. I think it's, it's the same content. I think it's a better experience and I'm glad to hear you're listening to it because it's, well, it's, it's how I'm used to like taking in my Chris Gethard moments. You know, it's like I'm used to hearing your voice and I can hear the inflection you put on it. I actually listened to your last audio book as well um, that wasn't read by you. And like it was so how, refreshing to hear how, your voice reading this one. How weird was that? They eventually, I for years, I was like, that was such a funny situation. I get an email from this guy one day. Hey, man, so I'm reading your audio book. Are there any character voices that you want me to think about? I write back, I go, hey man, I'm not trying to cost you a gig, but I'm an actor and I have a fan base and I assumed I would read this someday. He's like, oh God, let me know. So I went and recorded the whole thing. And next thing I know, they put it out with the other guy. I'm like, hey, if this what? guy's, yeah, Hold I'm on. like, Dude, I think now if you go get There's it, it is my voice. I think now if you, I finally was like, guys, like, cause it, it was years ago. I wrote that book, what, 2011. I'm going, guys. I have yeah. my own TV show now. And then I'm going, more importantly, I have a podcast that exploded. <laughs> and the fan base are so nice and passionate and have stuck with me for years. And it's audio. And put, what are we doing here? It so I wild. think now it's my voice. I think. But lose well. Yeah. And then I think it still comes. The audio book comes. I interviewed a bunch of the people mentioned in the book. I, I, and uh, I hope those are still on it, too, because I was proud of those. I haven't made it to that point, but you did talk about that in the intro on the, on the, the version Good. I have. Anyway. So I, I'm sure it's coming. Thanks but, for the uh, plug. And I'm, I'm sorry. Like, I'm sorry. I extended the plug, but it, it's funny that the thing with no, the no, guy, when I read, heard, I was like, people start tweeting me. Who's this fucking guy reading your book, man. I'm like, I don't know. I never knew. And I recorded it. And I guess they went with him instead. The audio exists. 
It's wild. That's funny. That's funny how that world works. Like it's like just like unexplored territory sometimes, you know? The strangest oh, thing. Man. The strangest thing. But whatever. I can't complain. I'm not <laughs> complaining. Anyway, back to you. Back to you. What else do we need to talk about? What else do we need to know? Oh man. I, I don't know. I can't think of anything now. I thought like I said, I was like I thought of so many times things I would talk to you about. Um and uh I don't know. Well look. <laughs> That's often when this show um, is at its best. That's often when the show is at its best. You've told this fascinating story about, um, I don't know if this word has been dropped, new love. Has this word been dropped yet? Love? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Uh, for sure. It was funny also, like, I remember Googling, like, how long before you say I love you? It's like the weird thing that, like, I think people do, but just never maybe admit that they do it now. Like, you just, like, can... I, I don't know. I don't know if it's weird. I just like, was just like, it felt so early to me to be saying it, but I was feeling it. And, um, I remember just like Googling it and being like, uh, you know, how early is too early? I don't want to scare her off or anything, but you know, then I find out she was more or less doing the same thing, you know, fighting with whether she wanted to say it or not too. So it kind of worked I love out. love it. But. It what is, a beautiful thing. I, I still do feel silly. <laughs> no, I mean, for you to say that sentence, what a romantic sentence. I felt scared to say it, but I was feeling it. What a romantic sentence. You couldn't write that in a screenplay. That's a good line. I hope you've said that to her. Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I guess like, uh, shoot, what do you want to talk about? What, what, do you, what do you think you need to hear from me? I mean, I'm just glad to hear you're in love. I'm going to make some bold predictions here. I don't know if you're all right. ready to hear this. You're definitely getting married to this girl. Yeah, I think so. Let's pause, baby. I shot my shot. I said something big, and it sounds like it's for real. We'll hear more about the feelings regarding this potential marriage down the line in just a minute or so. Thanks to all the advertisers who make the show happen. Now let's finish off this phone call. I mean, I'm just glad to hear you're in love. I'm going to make some bold predictions here. I don't know if you're all right. ready to hear this. You're definitely getting married to this girl. Yeah, I think so. I oh. mean, it's it's early. It's oh. early, I understand. And I, you know, I'm like, I don't want to like pedal to the metal, wheels fall off, don't want that to happen. But... um. You know, I'm also like at an age where I feel like I, I think like the groundwork we laid, like, um, in talking to each other as much as we did and, and like expressing what we wanted out of relationships and what we were not wanting out of relationships. And, and the fact that those all matched up, I think kind of gave us a little bit of uh, freedom to, to, to fast track things a little bit. Um, but you know, the world's starting to open up. We're starting to, you know, get to a point where um, we may be meeting friend groups and stuff. And and I think friends are both like, even though I don't have many, my friends that I do have are close because I've formed really strong bonds with them. And it's just like, um, you know, we see how we interact in our friend groups. But I mean, the few friends that we have been able to see, you know, we talked to, you know, she was talking to some friends that 
Uh, we hung out with this past weekend. Um, she was talking to them through text and they were like, you know, you guys seem really happy together. And, you know, I feel like that's the feedback we're getting from everybody. You know, my parents are even really ecstatic about it. So, I mean, um, yeah, I, I, I do feel, I do feel like that could, could definitely be in the cards in the future. I don't, I don't think you, uh, I don't think you're, you're wrong in saying that. Love it. I love it. How much time do we have? I always feel like that's a question people ask, and then I'm, I wonder why, and now I know because you kind of get lost, right? We got a little bit over 19 minutes, so we we can dive into okay. some undiscovered territory. If you're if you're ready, if you're ready to put this phase of the combo to bed, I'm ready to dive into some undiscovered stuff. See what we uh, see what we stumble into. Well, I mean, I don't know how much I can dive into it. Um, but because it's, I feel like it's a lot to unpack, and it's been like the thing that, you know, I, I mean, and and I don't know how I would even unpack it yet, you know. Um, but I feel like a big part of who I am, and like the fact that I have gotten this like, um, you know, need for an emotional connection with pe- people in like a deep sense, um, has kind of come from um, the fact that I've kind of I've grown up. And I've always been like a bigger person. I've always been like the the big the big guy. Um, and uh, I feel like that gave me some insecurities growing up. That you know, I, I feel like that's another thing that with age, I've kind of um, gotten to the point where it doesn't affect me as much. I've kind of gotten a thicker skin to it. And also, I really love the the time we're living in and that there is this like focus on um, body positivity all shapes all sizes and um you know i uh i think that 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 has been a big addition to this like uh comfort that i'm feeling lately as well is that i think i'm becoming finally a little bit more comfortable in my skin you know i think for my health wise i do need to possibly lose some weight at some point um and uh, when I'm ready, I will do that. Um, but uh, I think that that is, yeah, that's a big part of who I am, I guess. And I don't know if you have any questions on that or, or what, but I don't know if you've really heard from anybody that I've heard in episodes that is claimed to be a bigger person. I don't know. I don't know if that's a weird thing to talk about. No, no, I, I, I'm, I'm really glad to talk about it because I think – I think you're right. Like the body positivity, I've seen it blossom. And you see, yeah, you see like an ad right now in a magazine where it'll be, you know, like a two page spread advertising like women's undergarments. And they ha- intentionally have models who all look extremely different. And you go, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. There's people who get to see what yeah. this would look like on them when maybe they wouldn't even take a chance on like going into the fitting room because they they might feel all eyes on them. And yeah. now they're being told through the advertising, no, you have permission to do this. How cool is that? That's cool. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Um, also, I have to wonder, sometimes people say like app-based dating. I, I was I was already like I think just as that stuff was picking up steam was when I got engaged, right? Like 2012, I got engaged and I feel like it's really exploded in the years since then. Um, and thank God, yeah. because when I was an unhinged comedian in Brooklyn 
if I was on those apps, I, it uh, it would have been a disaster. <laughs> it would have been an absolute disaster. Yeah. So, but my question for you is, people. I think people can say it feels very disconnected or dehumanizing in a way. The whole swipe right thing, but does it allow you to let your guard down more? Because this means that before you even hear that someone's interested in talking to you, you already know that they are into you, not averse. Yeah to it when before it must be something that yeah look i was always I so much, saying like I, I was always so scared to take chances asking people out because i'm extraordinarily insecure about the size of my forehead and the way that my joints are visibly <laughs> misshapen these are true these are my versions of it so i was always so yeah. scared to go oh, but someday i'm going to take my shirt off and this person will see my elbows sticking out and they'll be grossed out like that was my version of of yeah. of being insecure but i wonder if if it's i think nice. i think there is a, an element of that like where you kind of know that like um it's more or less like an advertisement for yourself right like um and you know that like the person is interested in the ad and you've you've, you know, kind of sold yourself with pictures, but I think that that part is the part that's like, um, and then descriptions or whatever, not just pictures. Um, but like, I think that that's the part that's scary because I feel like, I mean, <laughs> I feel, I, I think a lot of people can attest to this. Like you can take a lot of selfies and you're only going to post one that you think you look best in. Right. So like you're showing your best self in those photos. You're not going to post the way you're looking when you're just like frumpy and looking down at your phone or whatever, you know, you're going to post home <laughs> where you're kind of posed and, and, you know, you've maybe just trimmed your beard or you just like, I mean, for ladies, you just got a fresh haircut or whatever. Um, you know, uh, and I feel like that was, I classically overthink things. Like, I think like I classically, and that's kind of, you know, one of the things I'm trying to take away from your book. Um, but like I, I classically overthink things to a fault. And I think that I get in my own head about like in person, do I actually look like I do in the photos I presented myself? Like, is this person going to see me and be like, Oh, that is not as advertised, <laughs> you know, like right. that's, that's the thing I always worry about. And that's what gets in my head in the actual meeting, you know? Um, so, I mean, yes, to an extent, it does help because it lets me know, okay, these people um, are interested in me for what I've presented, but also am I going to match that um, idea they've put together of me based on what I've presented? Do you know what I mean? Of course. Of course. Yeah. We've all had that experience, right? Of um, Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm selling myself and then you meet the reality or vice versa. We've all seen it in... We've all been that to yeah. someone else and we've all had that experience with someone else and it never feels good in either direction. So I do get it. Yeah. So that's the thing I find with those apps. But, um, and that was, that was the reason why, you know, I, I had gone on a few dates and I feel like they never really went anywhere. And I always wondered if it was just because, and I, that probably is what allowed me to get that idea and start overthinking things so much because it had happened. But anyway, that's, that's that. It doesn't matter now because I'm in love and uh, I've found a, a great person that I'm excited to to keep moving with. So that's a beautiful thing. That's a beautiful thing. Yeah. But it does. I, I, when you say it doesn't matter now, 
there's almost a part of me, and and this is like armchair psychology, which is I'm not within my race to do, but there's a part of me that goes, but it does because, yeah, yeah, you're right. Well, because I if the, it, like if there's an effort to go, it doesn't matter now. I've defeated it. That to me only worries me in the sense of everything, I, and I'm no authority, and I'm not trying to tell you how to think or feel, but for me. My life has always improved, not when I solve my problems, but when I when I get okay coexisting with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think that's that's been a big part of it. But I mean, I guess I guess when I said okay, that's not a problem for me now. It's it's more that I don't have to worry about these dating apps. Yeah. I mean, of course, there's always that. Um, you know, that that applies to other parts of your life. You know, that like as are you as advertised, whether it's you apply for a job, you know, and you you sell yourself as a certain thing and then you want to make sure you can live up to that and you always you know maybe wonder if your employer sees that in you or it relates to other things and i think that i am still conquering that you know i feel like there is a part of me that has a bit of like imposter syndrome to be um uh i guess that's the way it's coined you know like i feel like there are aspects of my life that people will look at and tell me like oh man that's such a great thing you did like and, um, I'll be like, I really like, I mean, I don't, I don't think I knew what I was doing. Like, I just, I just feel like I threw that together. Um, and it's really funny the things that like, I feel like I just threw together that people like, I, I guess I should say this. I'm like a graphic designer. So like, that's a thing that I have to do. So, um, you know, sometimes I'll, I'll put things together and I'll send it out and I'll, I'll, you know, get this awesome response back from it. And I, I'm just like, really? Like, you thought that was that good? Like, I think it's just something I deal with in other aspects of my life that, yeah, I am, I am working on as well. Um, we're very similar people. I think people. relates to what you were talking about. We're very similar people. Yeah. After all these years, I got people yeah. who said all this nice stuff about stuff I do. And then solid 65% of the time someone gives me a compliment. I'm sitting here going, nah, I'm just an idiot, kind of a piece of shit. But thanks. <laughs> like, that's what I'm thinking in my head. Yeah. 20 years in. Never's gonna, yeah. It's never going to go no, away, I, so I just got to You were talking about that in the most... What's that now? I said it's never going to go away, so I just got to be okay with it. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess that's what happens. You know, you just learn to to work with it and make it work, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. But I actually called in, uh, I guess this is kind of a, a lighter note, um, and I think we've actually met very briefly once. Um uh, I actually called in on sandwich night, um, a oh, couple nice. years ago and I was one of the, one of the last people that called in and, uh, I claimed I was Gur Stevens to get on the line. Beautiful. Beautiful. <laughs> um, so, so that was me. Um, I felt like an idiot, but I tried to call through so many times. I, I'd just been watching the Chris <laughs> Gethard show on YouTube and I, I'd heard, I just watched those episodes where you were dealing with him. Um, and I was like, this, this, this will get me through. And well, I think I everybody, it was wild to see the, the audience just turn on me instantly. I <laughs> love it. Then, um, it was funny. We should explain. I'll explain. First of all, sandwich night, if anybody doesn't know, is a holiday I invented 10 years ago that the night before Thanksgiving, everybody eats sandwiches. And for some reason, it still exists, even though my TV show it was invented on hasn't existed in three years. 
Ger Stevens was yeah. a man who the first time we did our episode, the first episode we ever did in the public access studio, he was kind of, I forget if it was, it was before the show. His show was before ours. And we started loading our set in while he was still kind of like yeah. dilly down post show. And he was such a dick to us. And then I started calling him out on the air and the public access network had to tell me to stop. And I've always felt bad because our show blew up and like, Tens of thousands of people have watched the YouTube video of that old episode and been like, like all these years later, like, it, we're like fucker Stevens. I'm like, no, it was 20, it was 2011. <laughs> like it was 10 years ago. Leave him alone, please leave him alone. But thank uh, you for doing that. It was a bit for a while, you know, like oh I think goodness. people were just calling in and, and saying they were Ger Stevens on the show. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't know if it was somebody that worked on the show or a no, friend of yours. Was, oh, it, sometimes it was friends messing with me and sometimes it was just random people. But ah, those were the good old days. <laughs> those were the good old days when yeah. life had less consequences and I could torment an individual via my work and it wasn't, it wasn't. <laughs> Huge deal. Yeah, anyway. imagine that's harder these days. You wouldn't be able to do that. You're not afforded those freedoms much anymore. <laughs> well, because there's a couple comedians. It, it, there's a couple comedians that have found it sort of fun to come after me in the past few years. And there's a part of me that mm -hmm. knows, like, man, five, ten years ago, I would have been on the warpath fighting back. And now I just mm -hmm. sit here and I go, if my, if the things I've done are big enough that you making fun of me scores you points with some fan base of awful people I would never want. God bless you. Yeah. Go, go sell your tickets off of, off of, you know, if, if attacking me helps you have a living, have fun. Yeah. I'll go hang out with my kid. We just built him a little toddler trampoline. I think I'll go watch him jump on that rather That's than awful. worry about this. Who has time? They, you know, kids grow up so fast. Just, uh, you know, enjoy it, you know? Mm. Yep. That's what I'm trying to do. And young love, young love doesn't happen forever. It someday just becomes regular yeah. love, which is still beautiful. But young love is special. So you enjoy that. I'll enjoy my kid. You enjoy young love. Stay with this person's yeah. mom in Florida after six months and see how it goes and roll with the punches and never regret it because it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Yeah. You know, you got to take uh, every chance to just let things, let life give you what it's got for you. And, you know, if it's bad, you, 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 you know, turn lemons into lemonade. And I think I've, uh, don't have that scenario right now. I think I'm just going to, I'm trying to like come up with some fun way to end this. It's just not going to happen. Don't worry it. about um, it. Who cares? <laughs> just chit chat. If people don't like it, they can turn it off. What kind exactly. of trees? What kind of trees exactly. should I grow? What kind of trees should I be looking at? I kind of want fruit trees. Is that crazy? Ooh. Am I taking too big a swing here? Ooh, growing fruit trees. Well, you know, sometimes like fruit trees take. I I don't really have much experience with trees. I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. Um, okay. Uh, but, but I do have. Um, around me, they have uh, Bradford pears everywhere. I don't know if you're familiar with these trees. Can't but, say. I um, but they, they, they bloom and they look really pretty in the spring. Um, but the problem is they like fall down after a few years. So don't grow Bradford pear. <laughs> like okay. they, okay. they're not wind tolerant. So the mm -hmm. first time you get a good wind, 
Mm-hmm. So I think people are like drawn in by the allure of how pretty they are. And then they realize that they're going to have to have yard work done and have someone take a trunk trunk out a few years later. So sure, sure. I wouldn't grow Bradford pear. You know, cherry trees are always fun. I don't know if those grow well in, in your climate. Here's what I've read grows well in my climate. Apples, pear, uh, peaches, apricots, and cherries. That's what I've heard. Okay. Should I be out here growing What do you like the most cherries? of? Uh, out of those, probably apricots, peaches would be the back and forth. I do love an apple too, though. And I got no problem with cherries. All of these are exciting. All of these are exciting. Should I just have a goddamn yeah. fruit orchard in my backyard? What am I talking about? <laughs> the possibilities are endless. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You could start making like a, a juice shop, you know, sell some fresh like uh, uh, like gather juices outside. You know, I have could... some pear nectar, peach nectar, and oh. uh, so, apple, uh, what is it? apple cider. Oh, oh. I was researching. I'm like, there's special apples you can grow, grow that are just for cider. And there's a there's a cider mill about 30 minutes away where I could take my apples and get them made into cider. And this is what life, this is- That's I, awesome. Well, this is what I keep learning about life. I obsess over the news. I get stressed out. I think about the state of the world. I get stressed out and I should. And that's part of being a good citizen of the world, right? But then I can also go, how fun would it be to grow cider apples? Take them to a cider. Am I somebody who's going to make apricot jam? Am I going to make preservatives? <laughs> Run around in the uh, yard gathering up apricots with my son and make jam? Balance that. That sounds fun, though. Balance that before I fall that down this internet fun. rabbit hole of all the lunacy that weighs on my soul. How, how do I consume that and find ways to fight back against it and also appreciate a goddamn apricot? Yeah, apricots are delicious, though. So good, right? And a good honey crisp Especially like a dried apricot and a trail mix. Don't get me started. A honey honey crisp. crisp. Speaking of trail mix, I need to pick up some trail mix for this road trip. Get the ones with the M&Ms in it. I can't resist. (laughs) Ones with cashews and M&Ms. Love a good cashew. Dried fruit. (sighs) I've heard Target has a good... uh, good uh, trail mix selection. So I'll have to swing by there. Let me say something else. Since we're on the topic of apples, I'm going to say something divisive. Red Delicious is the most genius branding of all time because it's not that delicious compared to Honeycrisps. Honeycrisps are delicious. Red Delicious are fine. They should be called Red Fine. See, okay. So honey, I agree completely. Red Delicious is, that that is like perfect branding because that's that's really the only reason they've been able to get their hold on the apple yeah. uh, corner but yeah. honey crisps are good however they're a little too tart for me they like okay. you know the thing that happens in your jaw sometimes when you eat something uh-huh. too sour and like uh-huh. your jaw, i don't know if this ever happened to you that always happens to me when i eat honey crisp uh-huh. it's, like it's like a blessing and a curse those honey crisps i prefer a jazz apple have you ever had a jazz apple I haven't, and unfortunately, time's up. So I, I'll, I got to do my own research on this. They sound like marijuana apples, like old timey jazz cigarettes. But I'm sure it's not that. But don't no. explain. Have it. yourself a jazz apple, Chris. I'm gonna track down a jazz you, apple. You too. You too. I'm so happy that you found this young love. Thank so you. happy. I am too. Take care. Caller, thanks so much. Um, I will I will research jazz apples immediately. Check it out. 
can't wait. And again, good luck meeting the mom. Good luck with the relationship. And I hope it continues to grow in every direction you want it to. Thank you to our producer, Anita Flores. Thank you to our engineer, Jared O'Connell, as well as Marcus Hom. ChrisGeff.com. I got dates on the road coming up. Keep your eyes peeled for them. If you listen on wherever, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, SiriusXM, there is some version of a button that says subscribe or follow or favorite. It really, really helps us when you click that. So thank you. If you want our whole back catalog ad-free, go to stitcherpremium.com stories. Thanks so much. 